This episode of the Drunken Mustache Podcast brought to you by Left Nut Brewing. Left Nut. Enjoy the one you got left. Is that their actual slogan? That is their slogan. It says, hold on to the one you got left. Oh, hold on. Come on, dude! Damn it. (laughs) Sponsorship. We're sorry. (laughs) Hey, but at least you gave us some tasty beer. So far, we're two in, and I'm not mad. So Um, this time, we got some beer from Left Nut Brewing um, through some slide second-hand deals on the side and uh he got it out of somebody's trunk so you're not wrong we didn't go there but we were given the beer so basically throughout this podcast we're going to be tasting the beers one by one and slowly uh you know giving you our opinion on them our thoughts along with thoughts and prayers thoughts and pairs now to be fair i do want to say that uh even though we haven't been there this is a Big brewery out of Gainesville. Um, has been growing a lot over the past 10 years. Uh, I've got Obviously, I've got ties to them. What with uh, uh, Mike Rodriguez. Hello, Mike, if you're listening to this. Uh, I really, really enjoy the beer. Yeah. And uh, Is that the owner? Or is that? That's uh, Andrew's dad. That's Andrew's dad. That's right. Your buddy's dad. Who just spent $3,000 to buy a kegerator. Three thousand dollars. He's got it named after him. Oh man, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So um, I guess we can start off with the ones that we've already uh, tasted, which would be the before mighty we get into the music. Banyan? Is that how you say it? Mighty Banyan? Banyan. Ma- Banyan? Mighty Banyan. <laughs> I think he got you there. I, I'm pretty sure it is Mighty Banyan. Nah, we're in the south. It's called Banyan. It's Banyan. It's Mighty Banyan. Uh, so that is a, a double, double IPA. IPA from them. Um, so it was like a West Coast style? Well, I say it's West Coast style because it tastes like bitter and pine. So Okay, I get and, that. And then um, I do know, I want to note that uh, on the cans, unlike most cans where they have the descriptions, all the beers come canned. So, I mean, if you like glasses, that's up to you. You're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but they do come, instead of coming with a description, they come with a little label showing you how, how to pour them, what glass to go in, and what temperature they're perfectly served at. And a QR code for some reason. I'm not sure what that is for. but We should scan that and see what it yeah, actually we does. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, we started out with that one. Uh, overall, first impressions, it was a good beer. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 9% alcohol. Yeah. Um, oh, there's still beer in that. You can run out there. I finished mine. Um, I will say, I mean, it's it's pretty true to a West Coast style. It's pretty bitter. It got that piney kind of resinous. It's not very citrusy like uh, the East Coast and uh, New England style IPAs. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Um, I I probably give it a, what a three point seven five out of five. If I had to rate it. Wow, that is awfully accurate. <laughs> okay. Um, 3.76. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a little more bitter, I guess, with not a sweetness to back it up uh, on that one. But all in all, it was, you know, a really good beer. It wouldn't deter me from drinking it again. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was really good. I've, I've had much, much worse IPAs. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's up there. And... Well, you're kind of a beer snob. I think as a more of a casual kind of beer drinker, what I enjoyed about it was it was very smooth, even though it was a heavier beer. I, w- I enjoyed how, like, 
easy it was to going down, and that uh, is true. it wasn't it wasn't very bitter. Uh, I guess it didn't it didn't. When you hear double IPA, I was expecting a lot something like a terrapin where the bitterness or the hops just kick you in the teeth, and uh, this wasn't like that at all. It was, uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it's probably just taste preference for me. But when it's something that high, I usually expect something a little. I guess sweeter, juicier, in order to try to balance it out a little bit. I'm I'm just used to when it's you know nine, ten, eleven percent for an IPA. I get a little bit more sweetness with the bitter, and it balances a little bit better for me. I mean, it might just be my personal. But no, I mean, it's it's a good beer overall. As I'm I move closer to the mic, I'm behind you, Kevin, on that one. Like I I don't know what it is that's different about it that I don't know, but I think you hit it that it wasn't. Maybe the piney taste, not as much, I guess, sweetness to it because it is a different style of an IPA. And I can taste that. Though, even with that, I will say it is smooth. It's not, you know, yeah. overbearingly, like, bitter. Uh, it's just I know that there's a difference between this, how this is made and other IPAs that I've had that, you know, have some kind of, I guess, some fruitiness to it or something. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's true to West Coast style okay. See, I don't know my beers enough to say what it is, but what you're describing it is exactly yeah. the taste that I'm feeling is what it makes it And the it color on it is great. Um, it's a, like a dark, or I'd say a light caramel kind of color when you pour it in the glass. Yeah. Um, and overall, just a very drinkable beer. I would, oh, yeah. I would get it again if I saw it. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not mad, for sure. This is a, this is a good... Little beer. It's, it's different, like I said, but when I first drank it, I was like, okay, this is different, but not bad. This is a. Yeah, it's know. just West Coast style. They usually okay. harp on the pine and resin. Okay. Well, uh, those kind of flavors instead of the citrus and fruit. Well, I get about, that. And I know that's personal preference for me because I do like the the fruitiness, the, you know, you know grapefruits. You had a bunch of different, um, you know, tropical stuff like that that I do like in my beer. And I don't think this has any of that at all. No. It's not supposed to. Okay. And uh, do y'all think there's any beers you could really compare it to, I guess, off the top of your head? Mm, I'm trying I mean, like, it's it's like a more bitter, higher gravity version of, I guess, maybe like Bell's Too Hearted. Bell's Too Hearted uh, is all centennial, so it does have, like, more floral notes instead of citrusy, but... I guess off the top of my head, that's all. I mean, I'm sure I've had one that was closer than that before. That but, makes sense, actually. That's. But it's in recent memory, it's the one that didn't have full-on citrus flavor. Mm. Um, I can. I'll think on that. See if I can come up with something closer. But yeah, and now y'all are both trying the Shade Tail Nutty. Yeah. Which is the pecan ale. Now. Yeah, the L brewed with Georgia pecans. Pecans. Yeah, well, you know, we, we have differences. I like pecans. Some some people pronounce it pecans, and some people are wrong. You so. know, I'm not a huge fan of uh, ales, but I will say this is... Ales? Sorry. Uh, brown ales? A brown, brown ale. ale? I guess. Whatever this is. <laughs> it, you only drink ales like every time we've gone out anywhere. You realize that, right? No, but what, what this is a brown ale, right? Yeah. Okay, so a brown ale. There you go. I can't say I'm a huge fan of brown ales. It's not what I go for, but I do like the pecan taste on the back end. So I, I like pecan, and I do like that this adds that flavor on the you know on the, on the back of the tongue. That's what I'm getting, and that's a, kind of a nice little uh, flavor. I do. I will say that this was 
We had some of the beers at Andrew's uh, bachelor party, and this is what kind of brought this on, is that I really liked the beers and I wanted to try out uh, them for the podcast. This was by far my favorite one of the ones that we tried out. And I do think it was the pecan flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a very, it's very smooth. It's not too high gravity, so you can drink a bunch of them at once. You can use what it at it? tailgates or parties. I think it's like... And the pecan's, and the pecan's yeah. subtle. It's not overbearing Yeah, I get it just on the back end. Where you're, where you're like, oh, man, they, like, you know, it's completely artificial. You don't get that at all. You actually feel like it is kind of brewed with pecans, which, you know, they say it is. Sometimes you think they just kind of add that flavor out of nowhere. Like when you say something's made with strawberries and it tastes like fucking strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. Well, and I don't think it's overwhelming. That's, no, that's what all. I really enjoy about it as uh, – all of it blends together very well. I mean, obviously, Kevin, you put beers into words better than the rest of us. Do you want to kind of go into what your thoughts are are on it? The beer maestro. Um, to me, it tastes like a brown ale, like most other people's brown ales. I'm not a big brown ale connoisseur. Um, I will say that this one is a little... I mean, it's got a good roastiness to it for... for you can tell on the grain bill, and then you do pick up that pecan on uh, on the palate at the very end. I think it's it is subtle uh, a pecan, and I think that it's a a good expression of a brown overall. I don't drink a whole lot of them, um, but I know a good one when I see them. And this is a good brown ale, so if you like brown ales, uh, go for it. It's good. Well, yeah. I will I will say that yeah, the roastiness kind of gets me as well because I I feel like. Even though it's a brown ale, you could kind of compare it to a porter in some ways with the roastiness in there. Yeah, I, was, I would say it was. Uh, it was. Porter, it's like a. It's somewhere between. I mean, brown ales are usually dark, so you get a little a little bit of the roastiness. But I think this is leading towards the porter. I'll agree on that. Yeah. I mean, the the color is perfect for a brown ale. It's nice and dark, but it's not like motor oil can't see through it where people just don't know how to label their beers so i'd say it uh definitely hit the mark on a, on a brown ale so if that's your style and you're in the area i would definitely check that one out the nice hint of pecan on the very end of it mm-hmm. while you're drinking of it is a nice touch so what's the difference what, what's the, like a major difference between a porter and a brown ale there's more roast in a porter okay yeah porters are so i think i've had brown ales before that seem kind of like in my opinion, I mean, it's maybe a bad. It seems kind of watered down to me. It sweet Josie is brown. Okay. And you well, I don't, I don't remember. Sweet Josie. Sweet Josie. Wow. Compared to this, Sweet Josie is watered down. My gosh. Yeah. Well, it, it just seems what, to me what like, we went over well, in, compa- in the podcast last time is that they try to appeal to the masses. Uh, and this one is actually hitting the mark on it. Where, like I said before, Sweet Josie had a lot more flavor to it. It was a lot more caramely. Than it is well, now. That's the roast, right? But that's... this is a nut brown ale, so it's it's gonna have it's that. still you know roasty, a little bit light. And I from the nut browns that I've had, I think I've only had like maybe one or two. I've had, God, who who makes that one? It's like Ska Brewing Company or something like that. I've had their nut brown, and then like Brooklyn or something like that. But um, yeah, they're they're a little bit lighter than a porter. They're a little bit more drinkable. <laughs> And they have a nice roastiness, kind of caramel kind of flavor to them. But yeah, the this one beats the crap out of Sweet Josie to me now. So okay, so yeah, I will say it does have a little bit more robust flavor than um, I remember Sweet Josie having at least. Um, it's the glass, dude. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, 
All right. Well, with all that said, we are also a music review podcast. So while we are sampling the bridge to nowhere, uh, we're going to quickly get into our first music review. This week we did a bunch of classic albums. Yeah, we went back in time. Gonna go back in time. What is that from? Uh, I don't remember who wrote it, but I know it's from the Back to the Future soundtrack. Ah, I gotcha, I gotcha. But yeah, we went retro this year, uh, this uh, this month, week, whatever, whenever we uh, whatever this upload. is coming out. Of. But what what did we do this year? What this time? Uh, we did uh, L.A. Woman by the Doors. Doors. We did License to Ill by the Beastie Boys, and we did um, Live, Live at from Folsom Fris- Prison. Folsom Prison. Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash, which we're gonna start out with because you, I guess you don't like like that as much. It's not that I don't like it; it's just I don't have a lot to say about it because it's Johnny Cash and it's a live album. It's kind of. I don't like it as I just don't want to listen to. Well, it I'll get to my comments. Let's just go ahead and give them a little right. sample of here's, what we're gonna listen to. Here's a quick sample of live Johnny Cash live from Folsom Prison. So that's what you get. That that's it. That's all you get. It's Johnny Cash. It's I mean, good. you're not exactly wrong. I mean, it's good. It's but it is all of Johnny's Cash's music does. How sound. would he be wrong about that? It's Johnny Cash. That was a factual statement. But I'm, I'm saying like that song <laughs> is a good just representation of what you get. Johnny, yeah, you get Johnny Cash, and Johnny Cash's songs all sound very similar. So that's Until why June that's, Carter comes in and makes it sound like trash. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So that's why I wanted to go first, because, um, I, I mean, I like this album, especially for a live album. It was very entertaining. He does a good job of entertaining you the way through between making cocaine jokes and making prison jokes and all that stuff. And apparently the guards getting called out, like, yeah, it's prisoner C313. Yeah, all that stuff like, was very entertaining. I almost felt like a comedy show more than anything. It felt yeah. like I was listening to comedy. And that was probably what kept me through the entire thing, because the music is just... I mean, I don't want to insult people who like Johnny Cash, but it's, it's Johnny Cash. He tells a story, and he plays three chords. I mean, I mean no offense, it's entertaining, but I get tired of it after four songs. I do like Johnny Cash, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of live albums. That doesn't help. Because you, right? you usually just get what could have been well-mixed music with some people yelling and screaming in the background. Uh, but I guess since this was a prison and <laughs> it wasn't they, much they, of that. Couldn't, they couldn't get too wild and then um you did have more of those interchanges with people so it made the album flow a little bit better yeah than just like oh well this was a good place to cut with everybody cheering yeah that's this the person. thing like, with live albums so, all you get is cheering this he he actually interacted yeah. with the actual people even though they didn't interact back but yeah. you know, it felt like he was actually kind of talking to people, and it. I did helped. like, yeah, and he did get some good jokes in there. Where he was like, oh yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm not allowed. To, 
they're not yeah don't curse I'm not, they're not allowed to say fuck or shit on the sound yeah play. and yeah. actually I, I found myself almost enjoying more of the in between takes than some of the songs like some of the songs yeah. are like two minutes and I was like whatever let's just get through this and then it would go on to a better song like uh, what was a song uh, like uh, Mother's Picture or something like that send me Mother's oh, yeah, Picture yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that song it's a very good song well and then some of the songs were I, I don't I like his more upbeat songs all the songs are depressing as hell when you think about them but he does a good job of making like songs like I got thirty minutes to go till they. I hate oh, I, that song. That dude. song was awesome. God, it's just the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. My favorite song was the one where he said, uh, "You washed me out of the uh, conscious of your mind, or something like that. You washed me out of the toilet of your mind, or something like that." Where yeah. he used, he's he's a very good I liked, artist. I like the one I like about the Folsom Prison Blues. So. That's a good song too. I like the one about John Henry. Honestly, that was oh, that was a good one too. Yeah. I just think the the one I'm talking about has the most like similes and metaphors possible and he's good at that where he's talking about like oh you wash me down the drain of your heart like things like that it's just kind of assembly doesn't mean it's good i'm not saying not all of them were good i'm gonna <laughs> stop i'm gonna say that some of them were just absolutely trash yeah. but sometimes it's just kind of clever and funny the way he says it and that one was full of it so it just kind of caught my attention well i also i mean i think his lyrics are really kind of what define his songs i mean because yeah, it's, it's the way he writes kind of like a. Bob Dylan. You, no one, no one's like, oh, Bob Dylan's a great artist. It's just the way he writes. Well, it's also his music is very repetitive, which is fine. Yeah, he's I, at the time. I'm in Folsom Prison. At the time. <laughs> okay, at the time it was very unique style, but I mean, obviously, looking back, it's it's gonna sound a little repetitive. <laughs> Thanks for that. Kevin. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> accurate representation of Bob Dylan is uh is too good sometimes for its own good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I wanted to listen to this album because it's rated as one of the best live albums in history. Which you know, okay, y'all hate on the live albums, but this is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you I put mean, the well, caveat of a live album on there, yeah, it's pretty good. Yes, that's the thing. One of the better live albums. And I will say that because out of all the live albums I've heard, like Kevin was saying, this one had better transitions, this one had better mixing. Like, I actually heard the instrument, nothing was drowned out because of some stupid stadium girl next in. to the... Yeah, and some, you know, this massive crowd. Like, this actually felt like it was a live album with just some in-between takes sometimes. So I did like that. I felt like I could hear the songs the way they were supposed to be. It also helps that Johnny Cash is a guitar and drums and not much else. I mean, you have like two other instruments. Not a massive amount of mixing that you have to do, but you still hear it all really well. So I will say this album as a live album is great. You're really obsessed with the smell of this beer. I'm just trying to get it down, man. Oh. That's half the point of an IPA. But yeah, I mean, wrong. I really... I know that Ozzy's probably wasn't your favorite, but I really enjoyed this album. It was, it was a good listen to to kind of kill time at work, and I, I enjoyed it. So yes, okay, that's a good statement. It's a good listen to when you want to kill time, but I don't want to kill time when it comes to music. I want to listen to that music. I want to appreciate every single front to back second. Like you got to make the song make sense from front to back, and this wasn't what I would listen to when I'm doing that. If I'm li trying to kill Tom and every now and then I want a good chuckle, yeah, I'd listen to this because I'd get a chuckle from that. And every now and then some of the similes he'd make, I'd get a chuckle from that. So I would do that. Well, no, I think it's a good... He's a good storyteller. Yeah. It's a fun listen. But yeah, I do agree that it's not something that I'm necessarily going to go back to 
on a regular basis. This is something that's like every now and then it's a fun thing to kind of get you through. Right. Whatever you got. It could be on. a generational thing where like, like my generation isn't into Johnny Cash. I'm sorry. Well, I think it's also no. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like this was Matt. Like this was a huge. Like people loved Johnny Cash back in the day, but like. You're in the South. Everyone loves Johnny Cash. I mean, I know, but like... Well, I think from my perspective, it's more like this is a... You grew up with Johnny Cash when you're in the South. I did not. I grew up with Vicente Fernandez, excuse me. Johnny Cash... Johnny Cash... There you go. So in my perspective, Johnny Cash is one of the last great blues players where he plays actual kind of bluesy music, which is something I want to bring up when we talk about The Doors, though, because The Doors actually do really good... That was kind of a connection I made when listening to him. I was like... Their lyrics are really bluesy. I was kind of caught off guard by that. Well, yeah, I mean, I will say that I was upset to find out that Johnny Cash had never actually gone to prison. To prison. <laughs> no, yeah. The way he the way he sings about it and the way he talks about it makes you seem like he would, right? Well, yeah. all the all the songs that he sings about where he's like, "I shot a man," or yeah. you know, "I was hung because I was sleeping with my best friend's." Well, wife. it's not even that. The fact that he says he does cocaine, and we all know he did cocaine. Oh yeah, he did. A lot no, of he did. He did cocaine. He just did. He just That's only got question. misdemeanors for it. We know he probably didn't kill somebody, but we know he did cocaine. Oh, of course he did cocaine. But he's white, and that's easy to get out of that stuff. So, I mean, if... White on white crime does not exist. I would have preferred if this album was not live, probably, just for music's sake, I guess. Like, uh, because I've heard Folsom Prison and all these other songs because, you know, everybody... Oh, yeah. Everybody knows them. You just kind of grow up with them. And, um, you know, overall, I was a little skeptical about it being a live album, but in the end, I... I think, I mean, I'd say I enjoyed it overall. So, um, yeah, yeah I'd, say, I, I I'd say pretty middle of the road. I, I dock it points for being a live album, but they did it okay, so it doesn't dock it as many points as a regular live album that I normally was like, I'd rather just not listen to true, this. True, true, I, I I wouldn't say this is... So I guess if I put it on a like scale, I'd probably give it a four out of five because I'm not going to listen to this on a regular basis. But I could see this being an album I go back to every now and then, where it's just like, you know, this is all right. Yeah, I, I give it like I, a two and a half. Really? Yeah, and I think I think out of it. Five? Re- I think it really depends yeah, on what. Yeah, because of the live. Well, yeah, right. I mean, your grading system is dependent on a lot of things. For me, it's listen to like uh, playability. I would. I don't think I'd go back to this as maybe, often. Maybe maybe I give it other a three albums, or something. So I give it a three because. Yeah. I, I did like a lot of it. I did like the in-betweens for a live album. I liked what it was for a live album. But I, I do agree with Kevin that I honestly would have liked it if it was a studio album. If it had less songs, it was not live. Yeah, it, was, it was quite long. It was long. If it had less songs and if it was like just studio recordings, like I would have loved it. Like yeah, Some of these songs are I'll great just to listen straight two minutes. Two minute and a half songs are some of the best songs of all time. And right. he does it well. He does not He tells well. you a story that would, that would in two and a half minutes. That would have bumped it up minutes. to probably a four yeah. for me. He tells you a story in two and a half minutes, and I am satisfied. But, you know, this, this kind of knock, knocks it down a little bit for what Kevin did say. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, I'll agree with that. All righty. Well, now that we've got all that out of the way, what did you all think of... Bridge to Nowhere. So uh, this is actually... You, you've uh, actually put a lot of thought into this, Kevin, but let's start with Ozzy. Bridge to Nowhere is an IPA, um, and this is the first one that I just kind of... I'm kind of average with, really. The first two, um, maybe because I'm not so used to like West like a West Coast-style IPAs, that one kind of hit me a little different. And then the pecan on the Nutty Brown Ale was, was kind of a nice uh, aftertaste. 
this one is just kind of average, middle of the road for me, and I don't think I, I'm not a huge fan of. I'm actually kind of curious, so I don't really have a lot of thoughts on the Bridge to Nowhere, because like you said, I it's all right. It's better than some IPAs I've had, but it's it's kind of middle of the road. Yeah, it's not insulting in any way. It's not bad. It's just I, I wasn't really impressed. I'm kind of curious what y'all's thoughts are, are going to be on the next one, which is the Shoot the Hooch, or Hooch Shootin'. Well, yeah, we actually get to the New Hooch England IPA. IPA. Oh, that's probably Yeah, so we're going to um, – that'll be exciting, but – so no, my thoughts one. on this Bridge to Nowhere, I think it's a light version of the double IPA we had earlier, oh, yeah. which makes sense for the brewery. Um, I will More say, approachable, I guess. I still think it has an overarching bitterness to it that yeah. was, you saw on the first one. It's just the beer is um, a lot lighter, so it's not carried through with maybe a stronger malty backbone and some maybe some more residual sugars like the double did because it is the the double is nine percent alcohol so you got to have something this one's six a lot a lighter so yeah six and a half um the color's a lot lighter so there's less yep. caramel malt in there and um i do if i do get a little bit more of a floral note on the hop um just um on the on the aftertaste there i get more of a floral note on it so that is um pretty refreshing um i still think it's a little more bitter than and and little unbalanced than what i'm used to i guess but i have recently been drinking a lot of german beers so my palate might be thrown off a little bit but uh, overall a good beer but if i had to opt for the two ipas we've had so far I'd probably go for the double just because of that little extra caramel that's in there yeah, to help balance it out a little bit. Yeah. I also think that the – I don't know why, but I think the double is smoother. This one's kind of rougher around the edges. I didn't, I was not a huge fan of the Bridge to Nowhere. This was honestly the beer that we kind of uh, choked down at the bachelor party where it was just like, you know, somebody's got to drink this. And I didn't really have a problem with it, but I was also one of the people that was drinking the most of them. And I, I'm not surprised. I was not a huge, I was not a huge fan. It's kind of an average in the IPA, and it's not. I yeah. I don't really have anything terrible to say about it, but I don't have anything great to compliment either. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty middle of the road. I'd like it to be a little more balanced, but it is light. I think the malt bill is is fine on it, and it's just probably could cut back on a little bit of the bittering hops for that one um and it, i mean it's good overall i would i mean i would probably drink it again but if i saw this against the double in the store oh, yeah. i'd get the double just because yeah. i know it's a little bit more smooth to me somehow somehow a nine percent alcohol is more smooth than the five six and a half which is a compliment to so, the, the double ipa yeah it, it was it was that smooth when this one was a little bit more like you said rough around the edges overall not in a way where it's like insulting but just kind of like okay i got i have this beer it's fine but yeah, I if mean, i ordered the, if someone ordered this for me i would drink it and i'd be okay yeah i mean like right I now would, all of these beers are beating out lone rider Oh, oh absolutely. So, like, even, it's, it's like close, just dude. just to give you like how like we're we're being harsh on it we're like I guess I'm trying to find some faults, I guess. Well, at the same time, I don't want to be dishonest about this just because they provided this beer. Like, I want to be honest to you about how this beer tastes, and I'm not... 
I'm not thoroughly impressed with this. Not that it's bad. That's not a negative connotation. The other ones I was kind of, you know, I was kind of like, okay, this is different. This is something that I like. This on the other hand was just kind of like you said, middle of the road, nothing too crazy. <laughs> that's that's a good reaction. No, I'm just smelling the uh, the hoochie scooting might be. It definitely smells blend. like hoochie. Oh, is it coochie or hoochie? Hoochie. Hooch shooting. Oh, never mind. Yeah, the the river is the hooch, so. All right. Got some mango to it. If it makes you feel any better. It's got the, a lot of mango. That river is highly polluted if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> but no, I mean, I oh, will man. say, let's. I want to touch on something before we go into the Beastie Uh-oh, Boys. Oh, is it little kids? Anyway. Whoa, okay. I'm out. No. So it's fine to shoot kids, but you can't touch them? You, you have to be in a school. Oh, fine, fuck. I guess we're playing dodgeball today, kids. <laughs> but, I mean, the art on these... Uh, are pretty unique, I thought. I was, I was kind of getting into. No, uh, they're pretty cool. I, I like, I like, cause like, cans give you that ability of being able to express a little bit more. And you have these companies that do that. Or is that one from like uh, Denver that does that? What's that one that does it? What are you talking about? That like has her cans and they're like all like fucking colorful and shit like that. There's one from Denver. Well, I, I know. Oh, that one brewery from Denver. I'm just saying. You but, narrowed it but down to like 200 cans. breweries. The fact that they have cool cans. Let's. How about Burial? Burial's a good example. Yeah, okay, so yes, they have a great example. I will say this one's. These are cool. Like every one of them is like a different thing. They kind of like tell, you know, they kind of show you what the name is. And they're colorful. I like that about cans. I mean, I will say that they are a little uh, cartoony. Which is cool. Overall, they remind me a lot of Fun Guys cans. This is a local brewery here in Raleigh. They have that kind of cartoon feel to them. But, um, I mean, it. I guess it, it does grab my attention more than a standard bottle and, right. you know, the old school, you know, gray label with a, a name on oh, it. Oh, yeah, they could have easily just said, this is the Bridge to Nowhere, and that's it. Yeah, they, I mean, they took the time to go yeah. through and make cool artwork for it. Yeah, so I mean, I this is a strictly that, local but. kind of place, right? I mean, they're based out of Gainesville, Georgia, right? Yeah, they are one of the big event scenes in Gainesville, I believe. Well, the I mean, they're, they're doing cool with their, their cans. I do like that. Yeah. You know, I, I like Hoochie. The Chattahoochee. It's way the, down yonder. Way down yonder. Oh, baby, give me some Alan Jackson, baby. We need to review that shit. That shit is fucking flames. <laughs> All right, All guys. Right. Well, boys. Speaking, speaking of flames. Of, speaking of flames, here we are. The Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. No, you... What is wrong with you? It's that's, called the so- that's the song we're about to sample. Oh, I thought you were talking about the album. No, the oh, album is Licensed to Ill. The song we're about to sample is No Sleep Till Brooklyn. All right, can I play it now? Yes. Damn. I don't know, can you? Oh, you can't. I can't. Oh, get that. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. no. This shit needs to get edited out for real, dog. Oh, my and God. And the ad on no. YouTube. Oh, no. that shit. No, I'm... it's staying in. This is staying in. Oh, my God. Oh, this is classic drunken mustache podcast banter. This <laughs> is uh, It smells weird, though. It's got a lot of pain.
I never know where to stop those songs. <laughs> like, gosh. Because they, it's so good. You want to keep going, baby. I, they just, they kind of hit a rap and you're just like, oh, they hit a rhyme scheme and you're just like, I don't really want to shut this down. He's in the middle you of You don't want to shut, the, exactly. You got to fight for your right to party. party. You don't want to shut it down. With the girls. What? Well, I mean, so, I, I thought we were just naming off songs. Yeah, we, we kind of are. That song is so hard, though. Like, I was listening today on the way from work, and, like, I, I mean, I don't have, like, a huge, I don't have, like, a system going on, but it was bumping real hard, hitting the bass in the middle of the verse. I was like, damn, this song's, like, something that would pass for, like, a hardcore hip-hop song now. And that's, that's saying a lot, because... You know, styles have changed, and uh, I think standards have changed. Like, if you put the Beastie Boys out like that out now, I feel like a lot of people would kind of mock them and make fun of them. Um, and they probably did get mocked and made fun of back I in think the day. they probably still did. Cause yeah, but I just do. feel like that thing hits so hard. I mean, between the fact that there's, like, this electric guitar just hitting real hard, like, dun, 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 like that shit was, it, that song is so that good. smoke on the water? They do a great, kind of, yeah. They do a great job of mixing like different genres. That's what I really like yeah, about I the mean, Beastie Boys. Was that they kind of breached all the genres together, not only because they're white, but because they like they do. Well, I mean, like, yeah, that they're probably because they're, yeah, they're white. It's because they're white. It's because they're white. But no, but because they play rock, they do uh, different techno kind of vibes. They 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 try a little bit of everything. Well, it's it really is because they're white. Because back in the day, like hip hop. <laughs> Didn't infuse that until, what, Run DMC decided to do that with Aerosmith? And I don't know if that was before or after this, but that was really the only instinct of it where, you know, you kind of get this com- you know, this uh, conglomeration of rock and hip-hop, which back then they were two separate scenes. You know, one was very white-dominant, one was very black-dominant, and you kind of keep it to that. And no one's like, oh, you know, rock sucks, you know, hip-hop sucks. It's just kind of their own thing. But they kind of did a combination of things between that and I think their biggest thing is sometimes they were kind of serious with something like this, and sometimes they were super fucking goofy with something like Girls yeah. and Brass Monkey. Like, you know, they mentioned Brass Monkeys way too many times. Cause they're know. white, dude. Yeah, they're they're aggressive. They're not talking white. about forties. They're talking about Brass Monkey. What, what is a Brass Monkey? It's a drink. Get a forty, you drink it down to the label, and you fill it back up with orange juice. Ah, it's the real monkey. poor, poor, poor man's mimosa. Mimosa. Yeah, because you get the champagne and beers, high life. Drink it down to the label and fill it back up with OJ. And it's honestly not that bad. Well, it's so much OJ that it would be not bad. It's, it's, not, it's not as much. It's OJ like eighty percent OJ. No, to the top of the label. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant to the bottom. That's a lot. Actually, that's surprising that it's that good. Then there. Yeah, mind. yeah. I was surprised when I. Well, first yeah. Had I mean, one. that's not that much. OJ. And we drank it because of that song. It's the champagne of beers, guys. Come on. So, I, I mean, to me, going uh, through these songs, I think the ones that were more rock based like no sleep till brooklyn worked a lot better for the beastie boys in yeah. this album it just kind of fit their style a little bit more and well I'm, i don't know if they really have a style i know most of these songs because i'm white and i've heard them <laughs> at some point in time growing up so you know it's it's a staple for us it's like weird al um yeah, and yeah you're not I mean, wrong yeah. i'm not white but uh, i will agree that is kind of the staple for yeah you guys. so yeah we got beastie boys and weird al yeah, embrace it and um, so I, I know all the major hits of all these songs because I heard them growing up. Okay, and... Despacito, chill out. Oof. 
That's all I got. Enrique Iglesias? Oh, yeah, I got that guy. Uh, yeah. Give me your hero, oh, baby. baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, the ones that leaned more towards The Rock, I didn't have to struggle through as much. Actually, I thought they were all pretty fun. I mean, that's that's the kind of the key thing with this is uh, they seem to be... They seem to really enjoy themselves, and I think that energy that they brought to every song kind of made me excited to listen to the next song. Now, does that mean every song was good? Uh, no. No. No, not at all. Uh, you get kind of fed up listening to the same style and the same beats uh, after a while. No offense. Well, yeah, I- I'm really upset that they sampled Led Zeppelin, and that was probably one of the worst songs on the album. Rhyming and Stealing. Wait, which time? The first time. Because they... Rhyming and Stealing, it was so boring. Yeah, like, I was just so was bored. Boring. And yeah. it was honestly a very bad intro track because, like, what, the new style was honestly better. New style was better. Everything after that was better. And every, that might be the worst song on the album for me. Yeah, I, I really was... And they sampled Led Zeppelin, which makes it even worse. No, I've, I've had plenty of those. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Um... But no, I, I, I really did enjoy the album itself. It's just one of those where you can get very sick of it very quickly if you're not in the mood to listen to Beastie Boys. Because Beastie yeah. Boys is very experimental, but they also have kind of a samey vibe with their rap styles. Da, 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 Yeah, they don't... Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, back then, there wasn't a lot of mainstream hip-hop was probably a lot like that. So they kind of fit the mold... But it didn't help them, you know, I think back then, them being white didn't help them. Um, the fact that there's that one guy, I forgot what his name, Ad-Rock, I think is his name. He always emphasizes, like, the last bit of his verse. He's like, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Like, why do you have to do that? Why? <laughs> oh, the rest yeah. of you sound Because that's fine. a new style. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you let it flow low and slow. It sounds shit. Like, <laughs> that song's good. Yeah, that song is good. So, like, the rest of them, the other two hip, um, what is it, DMA and um, Rock Mike. D? Mike D, excuse me, sorry. Mike D. Mike D, good. I like both of those, but his his name is Ad-Rock, and I just cannot stand his voice. You know, in his later uh, albums, he kind of grew out of that nasally kind of thing a little bit more, yeah. and it sounded a little less, you know, terrible. But I could not stand it for this album. Like, every time he's like, Touch your hand back and finish the cut. Like, I don't know. Every time I'd hear that, it would just take me out of the song. I'd be like, dude, just fuck off. Every time you say that, you sound more and more like an anime character. <laughs> I am an anime character, dude. 2Ds. I think I, think I once was a boy, now I'm a bat. I think he's like a Mexican kami. Uh, I think that's kami. Mexican kami. Kami. <laughs> Kami like Kemp, Kami like Kamehameha Kami no. or Turtle School or Kami no, like, like Comrade. Kamina. Yeah, Comrade. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> USSR. Fuck. These are I'm all these are our beers. I'm okay so with that. Soviet Russia. Have y'all ever watched Gurren Lagann? Yes, I love that anime. God, that anime sucks. That anime's so good, dude. This is not an anime review podcast, though. So. You're, uh, Take our word. Watch Green Logan. Don't awesome. do that shit. But anyway, I would I would rank it as I would rank this album about where I rank Johnny Cash. It's kind of like I would listen to it every now and then. There, there's some hits, and there's some ones that you're gonna skip every single time. Yeah, I will never skip No Sleep to Brooklyn because that song just hits so hard. I guess the key difference with this and Johnny Cash is Johnny Cash is consistent, but it's kind of samey. 
This is like all over the place because it's like it's yeah. got some that are really good. Fucking it's got girls. some that are, some series. Then you get girls. Then you get Slow Ride, which oh, then, there's a copy oh, of it's, Fog Hat. It's just weird. But then you get Brass Monkey, which is not serious, but I actually like Brass Monkey. Like you know, they're talking about Brass Monkey, but it sounds fucking dope. But then get time. It's time to ill. Time to get ill. It's a dope song. Um, you know, it's just a couple songs that were that throughout like. Logan said there were some good songs and then some that just kind of like, okay, let's just move on. So That's kind of where we're at. All yeah, right. I mean, that, that was it. I mean, for, it, for a debut album, which is their debut album, I think it's a good debut album. I mean, it gets you introduced to the Beastie Boys. And just started with this. You realize that, right? Yeah. Now, now you're gonna. Now you're gonna the, play the hand. one ale you you will not drink tonight. Oh hell yeah, baby! Uh, so I guess while we're in between, we did finish drinking the uh, the Hoosh, New England Hoosh IPA. Hoosh Boogie, and by boogie I mean IPA. Uh, which on me, eh, it was it was eh for me. That's kind of where I was at. Um, I like this better than the Bridge to Nowhere, to be honest. Uh, when I had it over the break, but uh, mm-hmm. it was also kind of like a bad beer. Bridge to Nowhere is better than this. Um, I think to to be brazen. I think they just tried to hop on the New England style IPA train, and they came short, like a lot of breweries which do. Is, which honestly is a new trend, right? Because uh, the last people, year and a half. Where people like the New England IPA. Because they're easy to turn over. They're quick. Okay, and that's another thing. But people like the New England IPA, and it's a it's 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 kind of out there. Not really like super out there, but enough. It's enough take on the IPA to where you're like, ooh, let me get that to try it. So anyone who puts it out is going to automatically sell. But will it hold? That's this, is, story. this is not fruity enough. There's not enough mouthfeel in it. I mean, it's a little hazy, I guess, and um, it's more bitter than it should be. The big deal with New England IPAs is that you don't get that front mouthfeel of bitterness. It's just all hot flavor, and that's what I'm getting. I don't know if it's leftovers from the other two IPAs I drink, but this one has fallen fallen pretty short on this. And when I was smelling it, I got like a, some smell of like green onion. Like a hint of that, a little bit. I Man, mean, it's more fruity than the other I two. I think Logan's but... chopping green onions in his cups, then, because that's no. It's, it's very. It's, I mean, it's very slight, but it may have been the choice of hops. Some hops have a green onion kind of, depending yeah. on what harvest you get out of them. Yeah, but it's. I think that for a New England, if I saw this up against a lot of other New England IPAs, I wouldn't get it. That's fair. Yeah, so. I, I don't. I wasn't insulted, per se. I did like that it had a different taste than the um, British of Nowhere. Like you were saying, I would pick, I would still pick this over the British of Nowhere, but I would still go back to the double IPA. I would drink the British of Nowhere over that one. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't know. I, I It didn't have as much fruitiness as I'd like, personally. Um, but, I mean, I think it's okay. I wasn't super impressed, again, but... I would still go back to the double IPA. I'm glad we started off with all the good ones, because now that we're getting into the negative reviews, maybe they stopped paying attention, and we'd just be like, yeah, you sponsored us. Again, Ooh. I want to be as honest as possible. I'm not going to give you a good review just because you gave me free beer. Yeah, that's you're gonna you're not going to the right podcast. We there's don't a, have the, enough viewers, and I don't get paid There's a reason we have, like, this. 60 viewers, and most of those are probably from Sweden. Is it Sweden or Iceland? Iceland. We actually got 41 downloads from Georgia. To What the fuck? Y'all done goofed. 
It's going to be down to zero after this time. <laughs> <laughs> they were all workers at this one no, brewery. We, we had two that I, I'm still like really yeah. liking. Three. I mean, I'm okay with... I mean, yeah, we, we've slowly gone downhill for me uh, over the course fine. of beers. Well, I would say that none of them have been really bad still. I would still put them no. over Lone Rider. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, though. That's not a good expression of a New England IPA. Compared to all the other ones, though, I mean, maybe maybe Raleigh Brewing Company. I don't know. Uh, I, I, we haven't tried Raleigh Brewing Company. Raleigh Brewing Company is pretty average as well. I mean, I love going there, but their beers are all pretty average. They have two good beers. Well, I mean, their experimental stuff, sometimes they get actually right, and they're okay, but, or, I mean, they're good, but... Um, yeah, a lot of their beers are aggressively average. I think they're getting way of Lone Rider now. So again, this is RBC. We're not talking about Left Nut, not All yet. Right. Well, before we finish off with the Holly Glocken, why don't we talk about uh, the Doors, LA Woman? So Our last one, yes, Holly. the Doors. All right, I'm not sure. Where the fuck did you get this beer? It's right here, dude. Why are you kidding me? That's why it's half full. Anyway, The Doors, L.A. Woman. Classic. This is, this is their last album before, uh, what's his name? Um, Morrison. Jim Morrison died. So this is uh, this is it. Yeah. So, title track off of L.A. Woman. L.A. Woman. Oh, dude, you use is there to say the doors are a freaking i feel so bad they're an institution is what you're gonna say yeah well i feel so bad what the fuck <laughs> i feel so bad that morrison died because it's like they could have been such a great yeah what do you mean yeah but if he, did, if he they didn't die he wouldn't great. be able to show up in wayne's dream in wayne's world too that too and it's just like nirvana they really wouldn't have been appreciated if he didn't die this is true i suppose they probably would have did, burned, he, they, did they, he kill himself because they were too appreciated no, you talking about um? You talking that was him. He got too popular and he killed himself. Wait, uh, are you talking about? Are you technically about, yes? Nirvana. Yes, Kurt Cobain killed himself because I mean for many reasons, but Kurt Cobain killed was just uh, depressing. It's kind of the same thing with Pearl Jam. They kind of gave up on fucking doing music because they got too popular. They said, "Nah, we're too cool." So and then they became stop. activists, and then they let the West. Which is exactly what cool is at that time. So fuck them. It's bullshit. I feel like we've gotten off topic. Have we, we did. Gotten off L.A. Topic? Woman. This sure. is still on topic. L.A. Woman. That was what was it called? L.A. Woman. That was that was title a, track? that was the title track. Yeah, LA I mean, um, I will say out of I mean, first off, man, that guitar is just so good. I mean, just like the way he adds like like echoes what just said, like uh, Jim Morrison would sing a sing a part and then the guitar would kind of like back that up with like something. It was just it was just so good. But I will say that this album opened up and ended up with some of the best music I've ever heard. The Changeling and uh, Riders on the Storm, 
some of the best music I've ever heard. Like it's just Riders on Storm is classic. Um, is yes, Storm is this the fantastic. song? This is probably the only song that most people will know off the Doors, unless you're a big Doors fan. But Riders on the Storm was on this album. I don't know about that. The Doors have got a couple of different songs. And I still don't think that a lot of the songs on here are going to be known by the general public. No, there, there's another one. Hold on. Lover Madly. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, Lover Madly. Which is also a great song. Yeah. Which I mean, honestly, America, everyone loves that one. Shit's trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this was my favorite album of the three. And it was it's an instant classic. I would go back and listen to it. Um, there are a few uh, fumbles, I think, when it comes to uh, songs. I think the biggest fumble for me being La America. I don't, I don't, I don't even agree with that statement. And La America, like, so when I went into this album, I was thinking of the classic hits by The Doors, and only those. So you had two. I had like three, like Break On Through, Riders in the Storm, Lover Madly, L.A. Woman. And I had listened to, like, Celebration of the Lizard or some shit like that. And I was like, alright, so that song was weird. Maybe the doors aren't all like that. So when I got in this album, I'm like, oh wait. The doors are all weird. Every single last one. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all <laughs> Well, yeah, they're, they're weird. You're right. Um, but I don't think... I think Lamerica was... I mean, yeah, it's not great but the ones where they just tell a story were not as good for me so like the wasp and car, what's the other one car hits by my window car yeah car hits by yeah. my window i did I not exactly i like those about. less than uh lamerica and lamerica was probably my least favorite of the ones that were just music Crawling well, King Snake was weird but i still enjoyed it well i think the big thing with the ones you're talking about which would be the wasp and car hits by my window which i i do agree were kind of the slower parts of the album was there a bit too long i think I that think so, probably. i think that if he kind of told that story i like car hits by my window more than the wasp because that one was that one initially as soon as he said like i can hear the car hits by my window like i just envisioned it like him in a like a in like a shitty ass room hearing cars driving by the window like the wasp wasn't as good as visually getting me in the zone but car hits by my window was but if they were like a minute shorter, like three minutes, two and a half minutes, I think they would have been great. Other than that, those two songs I was okay with. Lamerica kind of turned me off. Like, and I know there's differences <laughs> with that. And honestly, some of the parts I could see more modern bands doing it. Like, I could hear Queens of the Stone Age doing that shit. Like, like some of the verses were just kind of like dissonant and like heavy. But then you would get to the chorus and it would just throw me off. And I get, I feel like that's something that some bands nowadays would do. But it, I wasn't feeling it. Well, that was what I was album. thinking as I listened to it. Was this, it was a very modern style album, honestly, especially the way they shifted the music with the lyrics, where they did a great job of doing going slow tempo, then kicking up tempo, and then slowing down for the lyrics, and then kicking back up again. I mean, that's a that's a old strategy that the Pixies used. That's really good at. Getting people into the song. Yeah, it, it's good about getting people into it because it's easy to like kind of drone you out a little bit and then it kind of gets you on the edge of your seat like, what are you going to do next? And then it hits you hard. So yeah, yeah. you're right about that. That It, it and, did do that at times and, and I did like that. What I really enjoyed about this album was the bluesy kind of lyrics. I mean, Writers of the Storm well, absolutely, yeah. is obviously a very kind of like soulful, gets into your heart kind of song. Lover, yeah. Lover gently is spiders on the storm. Spiders of the storm. I don't. I don't. No. You didn't listen to that version. Illegal. 
That's wait. Tacos no. of the Storm. It was a. I don't. I mean, I, it was probably my favorite out of the three albums, personally. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, because I chose this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was I got good. The I, I, I didn't really realize how strange a good portion of the Doors songs are, but I kind of, you know, it's the 70s, so. That is true. Kind of figured it. I, I mean, like, the Crawling King Snake's pretty fucking weird, but it's still yeah. a good song. But I will say, the front part of it, going from Changeling, Lover Madly, Been Down So Long, all the way to L.A. Woman, and it's probably just, I could listen to that forever. Like, it was just, the transition between all those songs, and just the tempo switches between those five songs, like, it was the best part of the album. And then, if you skip America, you go into Hyacinth House, God, I have a list. <laughs> that, that's really one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. Hyacinth, Hyacinth House was one of my favorite songs. And so with that, the first six, seven songs were really, really hit it, hit really hard for me. So Hyacinth House was pretty good. I had never yeah. heard that song before. And me it either. was, uh, I'm surprised I hadn't. It was very good. It was very wholesome. This is I, us I, after I, three and a half beers. We're all trying to pronounce we're all Hy- good. Hyacinth. Hy- I, can't, I can't pronounce it so Did I mispronounce Hyacinth? Hy- no, the Hyacinth House. I, it just sounds like you're pronouncing Hyacinth. 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 No, there's a th- on the end of it. Okay. I don't want to sound like a dumbass say Hyacinth. <laughs> I was in the Future Farmers of America for four years. Oh, I know what a Hyacinth whoa. Is. Oh, man. I didn't mean to insult your integrity, sir. Okay. We're talking about beer. We're talking about plants. I know those. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. But yeah, no, I mean, I didn't I didn't really think of a bad song on the album, honestly. Oof, you fucked up, then. <laughs> Come on. Come on, America sucked. America's better than two other songs on that no, album. I'd rather listen to those songs. God I'd it. skip them, but I'd rather listen to them. Nope. I'd rather start them and be like, all right, I'm done. With America, as soon as it comes on, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Are we I will say it? the back half was redeemed by Riders on the Storm and Hyacinth House. As soon as Riders on the Storm, you, you want to listen to all the way to the end because of Riders on the Storm. Yeah. And because it is an old school record, that means it was on vinyl. You listened to that shit all the way through. You didn't skip that shit. And I like that about, you know, these things where it makes you appreciate some of these songs because I don't really, I don't think many people would listen to America and The Wasp unless they had to listen to the entire album. Sure. Like, okay. we would skip that shit. And I, I think this, this and especially because America is the first song on the B-side, that would be like, all right, well, I got to listen to this because this is the first one. It's supposed to grab me. It doesn't grab me. It... it yeah. It I'm just saying that, that portrays more towards the Doors weirdness. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that you have to kind of be in that mood for the Doors. It was drugs, let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So that song, I'm like, all right, so this is the drug song. All right, what's I got the one it. song where he's like trading shit for gold? That's America. I know. What's the, what's, the t- what's the thing he's talking about, though? He's trading what? Oh, for he gold? trades a bead. He trades a bead for gold. A cup of gold. A cup of gold. All right, well, that's just, that's yeah, the most drug. normal line with of the your song. With your neighbor, you said sugar, you get gold. And that's fine. I'm not a pothead. I'm not a drug. So, I'm not so a drug cocaine, anything. So basically. I don't. I don't know how to relate, man. Wait, would it be cocaine or heroin? What was this? The eighties? Yeah. Well, it depends. It was both. They're white, so probably shrooms. Heroin. I think LSD. Heroin. Ah, acid. LSD. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Is a bowl? Okay, whatever. That Mary Jane stuff. Oh, a bowl of gold. Is that or? Well, what a is cup a, of gold? Cup of gold, yeah. Oh, no, that's what it was. The line did say that it was cup of gold, and cup of gold meant, like, heroin. 
Oh, yeah. I think it was heroin. I, thought, yeah. I didn't know it was like, talking about. I thought you were just talking about what drugs they were on when they wrote the fucking song. That too, but you're right. The cup of gold is actually drugs. Yes, I did look it up because I thought, like, what the fuck? I looked at the lyrics and then they kind of went into like what the lyrics meant, and they were like cup of gold. Uh, no, the, first to drugs. Yeah, it was too like, detached from these illicit drugs. To I'm sorry that I'm into Jesus. Yeah, y'all don't do enough heroin. That's the problem. Apparently, that's clearly the problem. But. uh Honestly, yeah, I would say this is the best album of the three. Absolutely. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just dab out, Kevin. Um, Damn right, baby. Uh, and yeah, I, I think uh, I would listen to this album again a couple of times. It's one of those albums that I'm, I'm not a huge Doors fan. My dad was, and I can understand why. My dad, I mean, he's from that era. He's always like, hey, have you listened to The Doors? I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Dad, it's just not one that I'm into. But this album is one that I would pick up if I ever saw it. I would, if I had, if I saw the vinyl, I saw the record, I'd pick it up. Lord knows how expensive that vinyl was. At, at this rate, yes, it's probably expensive, knowing that it is the last Jim Morrison included Doors album. I don't think Dad had that album. I don't know, I can go look somewhere, but. It's a good one. I'd pay it front to back for sure. I deal with the shit that is Lamerica and Wasp. You love Lamerica. I deal with it. Well, now is the t- question. Are you dealing with it or are you celebrating the Holly Glocken that you just drank? You know, now that I drink more and more of it, I don't know if it's because I've had four other beers. I'm okay with this one. That's because the bitterness of all the other four beers are slowly going away. Um, I'd say... I don't... All right, so... This has more flavor than the last one we had. I, 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 will, I will disagree with that, but I test, you won't or you will? I will. I tasted the caramel flavor. I, I mean, that's about it. Though. I don't know if I'd say more, more flavor, but I'd say I'm okay with this more than the last one. All right, so from someone who just got back from Germany... Oh, reviewing that's not, a that's not fair. Munich uh, style Hellas. This is, this is that's not fair because this I is went cruel. to Germany and I know that shit was good. Turn away. Turn away. Uh, you know, I don't. Before I went to Germany, I didn't really drink this style beer at all. Uh, but I had quite a few while I was there. Um, I've had some really bad ones before. Um, but this one was pretty good. Uh, overall, I'd say that it has the idea of a Munich Hellas, um, but it's still kind of slightly leaning towards that American style lager. I still get a little bit of the uh, the the Bud Light, the Coors Light kind of flavor in there, but it does have that nice rounded uh, Hellas flavor to it. I think it just I don't know maybe. A little more lagering, or I don't, well, I don't really I know how that, to make this style, so don't take my advice on this one. But I mean, it's just like the German style, but a little bit more harsher. And I attribute that harshness to the crappy American style beers that are swill. So it still has more flavor than that, but it's not quite as smooth as the ones that are true to form. That's fair. Well, I, I do get that kind of Bud Light kind of flavor you're saying but i, I mean the hell is this light beer but right but I, I do feel like it's an upgrade from that which i think it is approachable to some people just saying like oh you know if someone says like what does this taste like you know i think i think it tastes like a bud light or force light that's been upgraded and that's yeah. that's what it feels like and that's what it tastes like and i would drink this over bud light every day i mean i i do find this refreshing and fine um i'm 
knowing what I was going to drink, I think it. I think it's. I think it's good. Like it's one thing whenever I, I had what? What did we just have? The hooch shooting IPA, and I was like, oh, this is a New England style IPA. I'm expecting something, and I was a little bit disappointed with that one. I'm not disappointed with this one. I think I think this is what exactly I was looking for, and knowing what it is, and um, it's not the beer that I would drink personally, but I wouldn't be offended if this is what I wanted. Kind of like the uh, brown nut ale, like nut brown ale. Like if this is what you like, this is what you're looking for. I think this is a good good stop. Yeah, from from the best. Hellas I had in Germany, and I was only there a week, so I didn't try a whole lot of them, too. Bud Light is definitely leaning, you know, farther towards the German style. And, I, I mean, mean it's got all, flavor. That's that also... beating out a lot unf- of things. That's also really an unfair advantage. I mean, come on. You're going to Germany. That, that is true. I went to Germany, and that was the only time that I liked Hefeweizens. That is, like, that is true. I don't, like I, I, I said, I don't, I don't drink, drink these beers normally, so... And I went to Germany. I had a Hefeweizen. I'm like, wow, this is, this is different. This is so much more flavor. I appreciate the I flavor. I taste the banana. I I understand why people like these, but in America, we don't get this. Nah, wow. I, I appreciate the flavor of this Hellas Lager, but yeah, I, I think it could use a little more a little more refining. I don't know how to make it a little bit it's more smoother. It had that kind of harshness to it. But what about you, Logan? What do you think about this? I thing? enjoyed it. It's got a good caramel flavor. I mean, it's not... That's the problem with Hellas Lagers in general, I, I think, is that Especially the American versions, they're just not very memorable. This is like. I mean, they're meant to be a light beer. Well, in Germany, it was ninety degrees and it didn't have any AC. Yeah. So it was a little bit more refreshing than now, but. But it's it's a light it's a light beer that it's this is a full flavored beer in my opinion, but it's not very smooth. There's nothing particularly memorable about it. It's caramel. It's light. But I mean, honestly. I don't. It's it's good. It says it's devilishly smooth. Oh, I don't know if I believe that. What? <laughs> what don't you believe? It's, it's devilishly, devilishly smooth. smooth. I mean, yeah. it's smoother than some things I've had. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I wasn't. If you're trying to sell me on the brewery based on this one beer, no. But I would say based on the conglomeration, uh, I'd be okay I would I would still say this is a really if you're, yeah. to, if you're trying to sell me on the brewery based on this one beer, I'd say they they did a decent job at yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, like I, I would think, probably try more beers from them. The, exactly. This is this is not the beer I would go to. It's not my current. It's not. A I style would never go to this at all. Nothing against it. It's just I don't like this kind of beer. I know what I'm getting from this beer, and it's not what I want. Well, it's just there's not there's not a lot to that beer. I mean, well, that's, whereas, that's the style, though. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Is yeah. like, this is the beer you get? What people drink at Oktoberfest? Yeah, this is the beer you get in Germany. Like all yeah. the you get a I leader had, of that guy. Yeah, you get a beer of this, and this is like this is why it's like water because they say, drink this all day. I will say I could drink a liter of that sucker. That would be. That's what you get. You get a half liter or a liter. That's the and size I wouldn't, of the I wouldn't be upset if I got a half liter of this. If I went to Germany, which I have, and they gave me something like this, you know, I wouldn't naturally be upset. I'd be like, oh, you gave me a whole fucking pint and a half. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going down this thing because it's water. And I'll have my dinner and I'd be fine. Yep. Look, I, I really enjoyed... This was definitely the... Uh, this between... This and the Blonde Ale. This was uh, the one... There's a Blonde Ale? Did we fuck up? Did we miss one? We haven't tried it yet. 
It's seasonal, and I don't think they gave it to us. Oh, Damn sweet it, they gave Jesus. it to you. They gave it to you, and you didn't give it to us, you fat bastard. God the, yeah, uh, right. Lap, the Lapland Bond. Where is it at? It's this one on the upper right, left-hand corner. Yeah, but where is, is there it one in the there? Cooler? No, there's not one in the cooler. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, these Dude, were that's the... some good art. Yeah, the titties. Is... It's, apparently, it's based after... They got some tickle bitties. It's based after one of the owner's wives. So Andrew's mom. That makes it... So Andrew's mom. That makes mom. it even worse. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm, Andrew, I'm just going to drink the tree beer. Your mom? Honestly, I was kind of hoping they had the Prime Minister. But this was the one that we drank the most, and I did really enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous now. But, uh... Ooh, honey fit. You get your fucking connections, and we're out hey, here right. drinking... Hefeweizens or whatever the hell this shit is. The Hellas. The Hellas. The Magnifique, if you ever go there. Is I was about to say, I was really hoping he'd give us that quad, but there was no way he was going to give us What's that quad. Up? Quad? Come Ooh. on. Bring it through. We will review you again if you give us the quad, the honey. I mean, oh, your beer was so good. Let me get that quad. <laughs> I'm saying, I was actually impressed with the beer. I think there's a legal rule about 10% overs. So. I'm still saying. No, it's not. Let's, let's, let's be honest. As a, as, a, as a whole. Oh, you can't, can't go over 10? What? I don't know. I don't know what the rule is. Ours is fifteen. Okay. Uh, in Georgia, I think the rule is different. Gross. Yeah, we just bumped ours up in two thousand and six from seven to fifteen. Oh, that makes something sense. like that. So yeah, I don't know. That's why all the breweries here, their imperial stouts hit fourteen point nine. But no, I mean, well, what yeah. what did y'all think of the? So the brewery, if I'm just giving it a description, I really I, like the brewery. I really like the owners. I know the you're owners biased. are biased. Well, of course I am. You're biased to the owners. Leave the owners out. But okay, the brewery is a lot like uh, Linwood Brewing Company. Oh, where, I like that. I yeah, like that. I like the whole. Setup. It's a big. It's a big setup inside of a old kind of uh, warehouse. Nice. Uh, they keep it open. They got a lot of construction. They got a lot of people, and they've got events there every weekend. They've got. Music. They've got comedy artists. They got food. They got food. How's the food? It's all right. They they have food or they have like food trucks. Food trucks. Oh, okay. oh that's different. All right. So in my professional opinion, I would go to this brewery if I was in the area, but I probably wouldn't go out of my way. But and by out of my way, I mean a, six hours, a forty minute drive. So if I was in Georgia and it was 40 minutes away, I wouldn't go. 20 minutes, I'd probably say, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. If I was near Gainesville, like, for some reason, how close is Gainesville to, like, Atlanta? Gainesville is about a 30-minute drive. Be a tough uh, call. Yeah, I, I, I may go because... But the, the I, biggest selling point is that it's not in Atlanta. That, that's the thing. So, so knowing that it's not in Atlanta and knowing that I've had their beers already, I'd probably go out there just being like, yeah. hey, let's go out there. You said it was cool. I enjoyed probably about more than half their beers. Yeah. I'd probably go there and try the, the other ones that I haven't had, for sure. I, I really would recommend this, this these beers. I think that for the average drinker, a lot of these beers you're going to like. I'd say if you're within 30 minutes, try them out. Well, yeah. I, I guess what I'm hoping is that down the line, they don't turn into... Uh, they don't turn into Lone Rider. Lone Rider. They keep expanding, and if they get their beers out in their area, I will definitely buy a lot of these beers. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I think what the biggest thing is when you, whenever you said like, like uh, you know, we're getting these beers from Left Nut Brewing. Like I've never heard of that brewery. Yeah, I know. So first thing, my first thought was like their beers just gonna be like, man. I mean, like it's gonna 
I'm, I'm not really going to be impressed. But I actually really like some of these beers. I'd have them again. And I would go to go check them out if I was in the area. So yeah. I was more than happy drinking these beers not knowing anything about Left No Brewing. Yeah. Uh, I think that it'll surprise a few people if they're willing to go out of their way to For sure, yeah. experiment. And, and try something new. It's easy to probably stay in Atlanta and just kind of try what's there. What are their but, other you know, mainstay beers? Um, so, obviously, the, the Lapland Blonde is really big. So I'd probably try that. The American Obsession is... Which is what? What is that? Porter? It's a pale ale. Oh, pale. All right. The, the Porter I really enjoyed, which was the English Porter, which the Prime Minister... Oh, oh Imperial Red. That's probably pretty good. This one is really solid, but... Uh, uh, it's seasonal, I believe, and they... It says seasonal right there, so yeah. probably. So, what yeah. is it? The Imperial uh, uh, Red. Leaping, oh, the red Leaping Lena. Lena. Well, I was say they have a lot. Fans, go check them out. Grab that beard. Tell me how it is in the comments. And these are Make the... sure to smash that button! Whoa, All right. I don't care what you do after you go drink the beer. Right. No, I will say, like, they have a lot of selection. I, I will be, I'm impressed. I do with appreciate how, them sponsoring this podcast. And that, too. Like, I call again. We went extra long just for them. Left yeah. Nut Brewing. Go check it out. Regardless of what we think, I think it's enough for anyone to check it out within, you know, a couple minutes radius, 30, 40 minutes, whatever. I mean, I gave an honest opinion about all the beers. Absolutely. I think Go we, off that for yeah, somebody I think who's we were tasted all these other beers and decide whether or not you want to yeah. go. I, I think out of most things, we're being honest. And that that's a good thing. You go try it out. You know, you can make your own opinions. But the biggest thing is they wanted to sponsor. They wanted to send us some stuff. And that's cool of them. I think that's a big call out for Left Nut Brewing. I, no one else has done anything. I mean, fuck Lone Rider. Shout out to I everybody mean, else who needs to give us beer. That is true. I mean, if you want to be the next one, you know, hop on that train because we are Sweden. ready to drink it. We I haven't drink- had any Swedish beers lately. And on that note, sure. thanks as always to our listeners, and you can check us out on at Toby's Letter Podcast, and y'all have a good rest of your week. Smash that button!